Listener Production. Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Two birthday parties over the weekend, Alex Dyson. Wow, the double invite. Yeah, I get invites, mate. Is it the Saturday-Sunday split? Uh, Oh, no, both on the same day. What? Yeah. And did you have to pretend to be at both at the same time, like some sort of uh, 90s sitcom? Just catching cabs between them. And yeah. You just dance here by yourself. I've got to use the bathroom. Were you dating a person at each party? Is that what was going on? No, no. Um, I went... There were two different, very different parties, I have to say. Okay, mm. One was at 11 o'clock in the morning because it was a two-year-old's party. Happy birthday to Billy. Uh, and no, one was... Billy, Lil Billy is just a name you make up when you're telling a story about a fictional child. No, no. I went to... I literally went to Billy the Kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, uh, my sister's birthday party as well. Oh, Shout Rachel O'Kind. Yeah, she just had... It's just, just quite... I mean, you can't really have full-blown parties anymore, but... Just a little gathering at a, at a pub, so it was nice to be able to catch up with my um, sister and her mates for a bit. Well, ha- happy birthday to the two people, only one of which I know is real. Um, <laughs> but let's jump into today's show. A really uh, cool chat we got later on with Yumi Steins. She has a book coming out called Welcome to Consent, and I tell you what, a hotter button issue, Matt O'Kine, in this country and around the world, you'll be uh, you'll be hard-pressed to find. All over the news, especially last week with uh, certain ads coming out that, you know, many believe did not hit the mark. Mm. Um, but we can't wait to dive into that chat. But also, Alex Dyson, uh, we're going to be diving into uh, one of Australia's high law establishments, okay? It's a, it's a place that uh, puts mm. itself at the, as a pinnacle, paints itself as a pinnacle of dispute resolution here in this country. High law or low law, my friend, because some of these issues are pretty low on the importance stuff. But we're going to be taking a look at both. Such is the, uh, the experience you get when... You're on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. So thanks so much for tuning in. Shall we get into it? Yeah, I'm going to start off with a bit of an apology and I think you know what I'm going to be saying sorry for. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realise it was National Partner Apology Holiday, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Matt's got off his sleeve on this episode of All Day Breakfast. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, go on. Go on what? No, oh, come on. <laughs> I know you've got something to say. I don't have anything to say. Well, I've let the team down. Yeah, but that happens every day. So why would I say? <laughs> why would I say anything now? Why would I start now? <laughs> oh, well, I got the word. It was one of those terrible texts. Oh, uh, which is you know from Bron. Yeah, Bron te- saying, "Hey, we're all in the <laughs> we're all in the meeting. The meeting that she told us five times about, <laughs> but." Also, that happens every week, but also does she does a good job every, of reminding us. It does happen every week, and she reminded me so many times in the lead-up. Yeah. And and it was a meeting that I, was, I needed to be in person. Everyone was in the office. Yep. And I I was not. Wasn't. I was at home when I got the message, and that's a bad place to be when you're supposed to not be at home, and you yeah. get a message. And um, the good thing is, Matt, uh, that the readings, instead of just going on, forging on without you... Um, we decided to reschedule the meeting <laughs> so we could all do it again. So I, you know, came in early, had the meeting, and now I get to get to do that again. <laughs> um, and you know how much, you know, you and I, you know, just quietly, Bron, shut your ears for a minute. You know how, you know how much we both love meetings. Oh, I mean, 
They're always so important. I cannot get enough of a meeting. And now, how good I get to have two, Matt. Thank you. You're the best, mate. I don't understand why you didn't just do it and then just tell me what you talked about later. They want to run things by you. For what reason? I do not know. I'm not going to contribute anything good to that. I'm not here to actually contribute good ideas to those sort of meetings. Boys, Australia's got flatulence. Now, we're thinking of... um, (laughs) What is there to discuss? (laughs) Um, Anyway. It reminded me. I mean, look, to be fair, I was. I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I was just, you know, at home lounging having a maz. Like I was, (laughs) I was, I was, I was grinding, man. I was working hard on on some other stuff. So I was, I was at in my office working, but. um, Working on your own things. Yeah, but oh, that no, makes but it me feel better. <laughs> well, you know, got a new Diver City album on, in the works, so I had to figure out little, um, you know, videos for that. But um, <laughs> it reminded me of my friend. I don't know if you if you've got a friend like this, um, but my mate Macca, who you know, growing up, we were all you know very close friends from high school and stuff. But and on a night out, you know, getting ready to go out. You'd always get to Macca's house. Like, you know, you'd go pick up someone, you know, beep, beep, out the front. They'd come they'd come out from their house, get in the car, go around the next person's house, beep, beep, out the front. They'd come out and they'd get in the car, go to Macca's house, beep, beep. you got three people in the car. Everyone's ready to go. Answer the door with a towel wrapped around his waist. Fresh mm. beer. He's always, literally, he's always just opened a beer. He's like, oh, just open this one, guys. Sorry, you're just going to have to come in and wait for a bit. Every time, man. So he's taking the top off a beer instead of putting a top on and coming out to the car. <laughs> yeah, so every Doing time. Doing the absolute opposite, Every mate. time you're like, oh, we got all, everyone's got to get out of the car, go into Mac's house, sit around, watch him finish his beer. Watch him put on shoes. <laughs> yeah. It's always good. <laughs> and then finally, mate, so I was, I, you know, I rocked up to the meeting in the towel, fresh cracked beer, went, so I was guys. We're going to have to do this all tomorrow. So I apologise for that. Well, we cannot wait to keep you updated as to uh, what happens in the meeting. I mean, plenty of plans afoot. Um, I did make a decision on font in your absence, Matt. I hope you're okay with it. Ooh, well, hopefully we'll see that turn up on our Instagram very soon. But no, we are planning something. So yep. all this meeting chat, <laughs> it's for good reason. You get to you get to reap the benefits of our double meeting um, <laughs> very, very soon. We'll We'll let you know. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt Alex's Low Court of Australia. Look where we are. We are back in the Low Court, Matt O'Kine, uh, where the, sh- the issues of the, uh, the trivial nature are discussed and hopefully settled by Judge Matt and Alex. Yeah, look, to be honest, I, I like to step back in a court. Uh, it really is just a good a good chance for me to wear a curly wig. Um, the, the long, long shoulder-length barrister's locks. And the good thing is Matt's got his horsehair-curled turkin on as well in order to preside <laughs> over a very, very important issue that was brought to our attention by Isabel from Bendigo, who joins us now. Hello, Isabel. Hello. Hello, Isabel. Now, you are the plaintiff in in this case, um, which I initially deemed to be a bit pretty open and shut 
But um, <laughs> it's it's adding a, it's got a few more layers. It's a bit more like a tiramisu. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us, Isabel, uh, what you're what you're filing here at the court, low court of Australia? Well, my husband Rob and I have to actively not talk about this because it's one of the very few things that we get really um, heated about if we talk about. Mm. Um, so the game Go Fish, the card game that everyone loves and plays. Mm. Um, we, Rob and I both play it um, differently, but it's the same game. So my objective when I play Go Fish is to match pairs. So like, you know, two tens, two fives, whatever. Do you have a ten? Yes. Give me the ten. You made a pair of tens. Exactly. It's yep. that easy. If not... You're hitting the fishing pond. <laughs> um, but Rob um, plays to get all four, so like all four tens or all four fives, which doesn't make sense to me, and I've never played it that way, and it's completely wrong. And you, um, you're saying so, you married this man before finding this out? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I didn't know. Oh um, boy. Um, yeah, all right. So well, wait, let's, bring, you... let's bring him in. I reckon. Yeah, let's talk to Rob. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Rob. You are our defendant here, <laughs> defending yourself, uh, claiming that it takes four sets of four to uh, make a match. You need a school of fish. fish. Of course you do. <laughs> okay. Now, who taught you how to play, Rob? Um, I, I thought life taught me how to play, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. You're, an, you're a fellow graduate of the School of Hard Knocks, I see. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Is that how Rob? they played in the clink, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> in the slammer. All right. So, well, you tell you what, you'll be heading back there if you keep giving the judge a bit of cheek like that, mate. All right. I'll be throwing away the keys. Thank you very much. Now, let's focus here. All right. Order. Order. Let's go back to the very first time you guys realized this about yourselves. Okay. When did this become an issue? I have no idea, but it, it resulted in a lot of anger on both parties, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and it's clearly still unresolved and where we need some help, I think. Okay. This really came up for me when we were in Phillip Island. Wow, okay, we've got a, we've got a grudge holder <laughs> on our hands. Go on. Yes, and we were playing with um, Isabel's mother and um, for some reason they just started thinking they could put down twos um, when really you need all four. Goodness wow. And what, how did you react to that, Rob? And was it, did you keep a cool head and explain to them or did the, the table get f- flipped and the, um, the, the old, you drained the ocean? There? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I, I calmly made my point that, you know, that, uh, if, yeah. you, if you have two, that's for, for children. You know, obviously oh. we're playing the adult version of the go fish where you need four and you ask, do you have any threes? And that's always a plural. It's, it's, it goes with go fish. <laughs> wow. Okay, right. Rob, you're putting, you're putting forward some, some pretty spicy remarks here. Because, Rob, you're not denying the existence of a world in which go fish is played where two are put down, but you are saying that that should not be done in your household. It's a variation. We've looked up the rules and, and the term variation has been used. Okay. <laughs> Have you got any further difficulties in when it comes to rules of games, you know? Are you are you a Monopoly oh, free parking money in the middle? Yeah, you don't have to you don't have to say Uno for the last card or whatever. You know, what what, do you, what have you had any other disagreements? Um I don't I don't think we have too much. We 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 try to mm. avoid the, the, the board game setting now because it, mm-hmm. it, it can get fairly heated. 
Um, yeah. But in terms of the rules, I thought this one was open and shut. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Isabel, so I, have, you, have you humoured your husband and played the version that he has described where you get four and was it any good? Um, I don't think I've played it because we're both pretty stubborn on this issue um, and especially when I know that I'm right. Um, but also <laughs> oh, wow. um, ev- literally every person I've asked, and I'm a teacher, so I have asked classes and classes of students, they all match pairs. So mm. okay. variation or not, this is the most common way to play it, matching pairs. She teaches prep. But doesn't, <laughs> doesn't that play into Rob's hands if okay. it is a ch- game for children if order, you're asking? Order. Oh, it's no, I asked year 12 and 11 students. Thank Order! You, so he's lying at his ass. Order like, in the court. <laughs> Isabel, the plaintiff, I will ask you to sit down, please. Okay? I, I'm, I'm re- we are ready to make our ruling, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, I thought this is an open-shut case too as well because I, I thought, of course, it's twos. Yeah, I've never Rob played it with fours, Rob. fours, and mm-hmm. I've looked into it a little bit. Now, we've got two options, Okay. We do some mediation, all right? We meet in the middle. From now on, matches will consist of three of a kind, of any number. All right? Like a proper divorce should. Okay. We split it. But aside from that, what I will say is bicyclecards.com, the official website for bicycle cards, they are the magician's choice when it comes to to playing cards. All right? They give the rules as the goal is to win the most books of cards, which or matches. A book is any four of a kind, okay? Kidspot.com.au says the winner is the player who then has the most matches and then in brackets, sets of four. For younger children, you can deem matches a pair of a rank, which is in brackets, Two cards instead of four, which allows them to win a few extra times and keeps the game moving. So, are you telling me Get around it. that all you little babies need to grow up and no. start playing with fours? <laughs> this nowhere. is not how I thought this would Bro end. Fish requires patience. You do not need to be rewarded every two seconds with your little cruddy little pairs of cards. Get with the fours or get off the bloody fishing boat, mate. <laughs> Isabel, court, how do you court, feel court about that? Um, I think I'll be getting off the boat because no one plays with sports. <laughs> wow. Jumping off the wow. back of the dinghy, Rob. What about yourself? Do you feel vindicated? Uh, I just feel it's relief. It's really... <laughs> Like, I've known I've been right for so long. And yeah, but you're not. To hear the word. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, case. Hey, you, you chose to come here. Case closed. <laughs> case closed. Oh, oh, dear. Well, Matt can say case closed as, until he, the cows come home, all right? But uh, I do not feel that potentially the household will be as firmly shut as that gavel indicates. Okay. But um, i got to tell you, Isabel, we appreciate you getting in touch. Rob, we appreciate you jumping on as well. This is what the Low Court of Australia is all about. I say ignore Matt's ruling and I rule that you both just have to play Snap from now on. That is it. Or you're over okay. in your own rooms playing solitaire separately. <laughs> call you back when we find a problem with Snap. Alright. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Rob and Isabel. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for listening. Also, if you want to get in touch with the Low Court of Australia, some of Australia's uh, most, you know, one of the most, one of the fairest 
uh, law rooms of the land. Please get in touch at matt.n.alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Matt O'Kine, after her incredibly successful uh, book, Welcome to Your Period, all about uh, entering the world of menstruation, uh, Yumi Steins has teamed up with Dr. Melissa Kang for a very timely new release. It is called Welcome to Consent. And we are very excited to be chatting to Yumi Steins right now. Hello, Yumi. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to talk with you guys about this because it's a conversation that boys and men really need to have as well as girls and women. Oh, absolutely. Now, before we get into the serious conversations, I do want to ask, were any milkshakes harmed in the creation of this book? <laughs> Someone said, what flavour are your books? And I was like, I don't understand the joke. And then I was like, oh, there's the blue flavour and oh. the other flavour. <laughs> There we go, the blue cover. You've got to keep an eye out for it if you are checking for the book in the bookshop. Um, yeah, it is It is a topic which came out, and I guess you would have been watching the news recently, Yumi, having this book ready to release. You would have gone through all your proofreading, all everything, and then suddenly on a national cons- scale, uh, consent is put to the forefront. Um, can you tell, take us back to when you started uh, thinking this is where I want to put my efforts next though. So Dr. Melissa and I, we wrote a book um, about periods, Welcome to Your Period, and even that we were quite surprised by how few resources there were for kids about getting their period that were just really kind of frank and spoke about the nitty-gritty and destigmatizes things that happen to almost every menstruating person but nobody was ever really honest about. Like, for instance having an accident in bed overnight, you know, or, or at school. And, and that's a really common occurrence, but nobody ever sort of said, look, this will probably happen. So every young kid that this happened to feels like a failure. Like, why am I the one that has the accident in bed? Why know? am I weird that this <laughs> natural thing that happens to so many people happened so to me today? People. Yeah, so, um, so that was really interesting just to see that, yes, these conversations are still not happening and um, and feeling quite rewarded by how well-received that book was as well. So Dr Melissa, she is a, a practising doctor as well and she specialises in adolescent sexual health. Um, and I think, like, if I had to explain what my job is, I think one of my jobs has been, since the days of Channel V, communicating to young people. Mm. <laughs> I, I used to watch you every afternoon. I absolutely, you know, I've followed you ever since. So it's exciting <laughs> even to talk to you. But, yeah, you do it so well, you know. What's the key to communicating to young people? That is a good question for a radio person to ask, really. <laughs> you probably know yourselves. It's about um, being really honest. And and if you don't know the answer to something, not lying and not, and if something embarrasses you, you're allowed to be meta about it and say, look, I feel a little bit eh, awkward, mm. but I, I do think this is a valuable conversation to have. To answer your question, for my kids who are literally teenagers and going through this stuff right now, what can I do for them and their cohort of fellow students that needs most urgently to be done and to be written, and it was about consent. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, you brought up immediately that it's a really important conversation to for boys to have and men to have. Um, and I mean, I look back on my school days, and we were taught sort of sex education very splotchily throughout throughout school. It was very sporadic, um, and you know. And the the sort of focus that they put on consent really there was there was no chance it would have been a book. It felt like it was a 
leaflet at most, and really it revolved around no means no. That phrase was kind of the thing that got driven home to you, and it's so important and interesting to see the dialogue and discussion open up to show what consent is and how much deeper it is than that. Yeah, and no means no is not the worst message. I mean, it's not certainly not worse than the milkshake messaging, <laughs> um, but it does like nuance. So the, the idea with no means no I think stems from this perception that in a heterosexual situation the boy or the male is pushing for sex and the girl is resisting. So if she were to say no, it's up to the boy to accept that. But it's, it's a really, really very simple because the fact is there are situations where somebody might say yes when mm. they actually mean no. And it's really, really concerning if people just think, look, unless they've said no, that's a consent has been given. Um, because there are lots of situations when the word no won't have been said, but consent has not been offered or or given. Absolutely. And how do you how did you negotiate not becoming that sort of cringeworthy and that some people said damaging example of of the milkshake? Because I have seen a, a comic of using a cup of tea as an example, and that seemed to be widely accepted and that kind of thing. But I think potentially that wasn't talking down to to kids or young people in the in the same way that the the government ad recently did. Yeah, I mean, the tea example is very digestible. Um, people criticise it because it likens women to an object, which yeah. is a kind of tea. But if it's a starting point, look, I think that's fine. And to be honest, the milkshake video is fantastically terrible as it is. At least it got people talking about consent. So, I, I, look, I think get started with it. One of the things that Melissa and I have been really careful to do, Melissa's um, an academic and you know what academics are like? They're really, really rigorous about the truth and the facts. Um, she's very concerned that people know that one book about consent is not the whole thing. That's not what parents, you know, you don't get to buy the book, hand it over, and your work is done. Yeah. Okay, you <laughs> still have chats about it. You need to see where your child is at in terms of, you know, sexual experimentation, experimenting with drugs and alcohol. Um their peers need to have these conversations and so do schools. Absolutely, Yumi. And do you find, particularly for young people, do you find that the fact that sex is placed on this pedestal as something that is so desirable and the be-all and the end-all and some people are having it and you're not and if you're not, you're a loser, <laughs> just the, having this thing, it makes it um, as something that people are potentially willing to push these boundaries of other people's comfort in order to obtain? Is there a way that we can, you know, explain that it's not it's great but it's not everything that maybe will take away this sort of fervour that people have in order to try and um, achieve that end, end game? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a tough time. Like I, I remember coming out of puberty and saying, I'm, I'm so glad I never have to do that again <laughs> and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. You really are feeling lots of feelings. But what we also have to keep in mind as educators, as, you know, people who are kind of adults now, is that this whole generation is really heavily influenced by porn. So what is sort of considered vanilla um, for us is probably like it's it's probably nothing to them like the stuff that they have seen and has been normalized for them can be quite extreme and very non-consensual so we really need to have frank conversations with young people about the difference between porn and and real life intimacy and real life sex and make sure that both boys and girls know 
that being caring and present, thoughtful and considerate during sex is kind of like in the basics of how to do sex. Yumi Steins, thank you so much for talking to All Day Breakfast today. It is such an important topic, as you mentioned, and we really appreciate you uh, chatting to us and also writing this book, uh, this thorough, well-considered book, Welcome to Consent. Uh, Yumi Steins and Dr. Melissa Kang teaming up to uh, talk about this issue in depth. But as you say, it's a, it's a starting point because conversations need to continue. We need to keep talking about it. And uh, what is the one takeaway for people listening today? It might be their first sort of real big think about it. What is one takeaway that you can have for um, for themselves in their own lives or, or young people that they might be able to have a conversation with? Yeah, okay. The one takeaway I think for a young person is if you don't know if you want to do something, like if you're in a situation where you're, you're this close and it's looking like this might happen, it's totally okay to say, I'm not sure if I want to do this. You might and you might not, but you're allowed to explain that you're in the middle ground and you need some thinking time. Because if you give yourself that, you're less likely to kind of stumble into a place you don't wish to be. Absolutely. And I think that is the key as well. You have time, you know, that particular moment. You might be very excited and great, you know, feeling good in the moment, but there's plenty of time. There's no need to rush into anything. And I think, yeah, Yumi, those baby steps and keeping things casual and cool gives you a greater experience. And as you say, can de-escalate things if things are getting a little bit uncomfortable for someone. Spoken like a true adult, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all. All right. Thank you so much, Jimmy Steins. Welcome to Consent is available from May 19th, so check it out wherever you get your books. Yumi, you're the absolute best, and it's such a pleasure to talk to you. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, Matt and Alex. Those of us who hovered our cursor over some cursed articles and dragged it away at the last minute because we know on a Monday, producer Bron comes in and lets us in on the juicy goss that we're too good to click. Hello, Bron. Hello. How's the old uh, couple tunnel going in the index <laughs> finger from oh. all that? It's a bit rough. <laughs> but we've got a first. A lot of purple links, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, what, what have you been clicking, Bron? So it's from Pedestrian Headline. Introducing honeycomb pasta, a new hyperviral TikTok dish that Italians effing hate. <laughs> have you guys seen this? It's a new viral trend. It's got over um, 13 million views online. Of people making honeycomb pasta. Is that honeycomb flavoured pasta or pasta distributed in a pa- honeycomb pattern? The latter. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm noticing a bit of a trend here. You know, after after the, the popcorn salad went viral last week, okay, we got honeycomb pasta. I'm guessing, right, to, to make a TikTok trend, you just take a really good food and you ruin it. <laughs> just by putting some garbage through it that shouldn't be in it. Is that is that how this TikTok thing works? Kind of. We've got a grab of all the ingredients. You put the string cheese into these little pasta holes here. Okay. I'm going to put sauce all over the whole thing. Okay. Make sure it's nice and saucy. Then we're going to put meat. Looks good, right? Yeah, it looks so, so good. More cheese. Right on top. Honeycomb pasta. Mm. So good. So basically, okay, nice it's and in... saucy. <laughs> they were talking very seductive. Um, <laughs> it's basically made in a cake dish 
with uh, large tubes. Tubes, yeah, large tube pasta. Like cannelloni. Kind of in between cannelloni and a penne, and then mm. they put string cheese. Yeah, that's. I mean, they lost to me right from that. <laughs> no, look, che- look, cheese and pasta have been besties since day dot. All right, what, what, string what cheese. String cheese. What is what? What is string cheese? Like, like where you peel it off. Bigger stringers. Oh yeah, that's even better. Let's go. Um, (laughs) Can can everyone who invites Matt to these degustation food festivals rescind your invites? This is what this man is eating. That's it's it's just it's just shredded mozzarella. That's that's what this recipe that I'm reading now because I couldn't help but click it. Um, (laughs) That's what the recipe says. But here's the thing: I thought that it actually had a honeycomb in it. No, it's just honeycomb shape. So the way that they do it, with oh. they lay the tubes out, fill it with disgusting string cheese in the middle, layer it on top with m- a massive amounts of sauce and meat, um, and then they cut it into it like a birthday cake. No, Bron, honestly, this is so stupid. I cannot believe <laughs> that this is trending. It is a pasta bake. But they've just put the tubes upright. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I, I can't and believe. And used a worse quality cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Matt, this... you got to get on that new app. Um, Bron, topic number two. So this is from 7 News. Headline, Coles Shopper's TikTok video of baffling Woolworth's discovery on shelves goes <laughs> viral. <laughs> Can we stop? Can... Why every day I see... <laughs> These terrible oh. stories that have obviously been written by the PR people from Coles or Woolworths. Each, they each get one every day talking about some $20 hack that's going to get you through your life. What's oh, what's man. it this time? To be honest, this one doesn't paint either of them in a good light. <laughs> so I don't know if anyone paid for this. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That changes everything. So someone at Coles found a Woolworths branded juice. In the aisles. For sale or just someone had put it there? No, for sale. They had rows of them. Whoa. What? Yeah. So apparently it happens all the time. This was in the Wyala uh, Coles in South Australia. Um, They, yeah, had a rows of juice branded Woolworths in the Coles. But people said it happens all the time because it comes from the same factory. So ex-supermarket workers were saying, yep, this happens at our Coles all the time. We always get Woolies and vice versa. I've never seen that before. That that sounds like a, a smaller country town kind of thing. Keep an eye out for it. It's like going to listen to the Matt and Alex podcast and getting Hamish and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Which we know would well, never happen. Yeah, yeah. We've proven that. <laughs> also, that's it's not quite the same. I mean, it, like... <laughs> yeah, you... Going to the Matt and Alex, um, you know, podcast and getting Hamish and Andy would be like going to buy some Coles juice and there only being bottles of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite the same at all. (laughs) A bit more similar. Okay, Bron, next one. (laughs) So this is from the Daily Mail, of course. Married at first sight, Martha reveals if she's secretly married to Beau Michael Brunelli by posting a topless photo of herself. (laughs) (laughs) So... And you're telling me you clicked on this to find out. <laughs> you're telling me that even though it is your job, you you had you did it. All for the people. Yeah. <clears throat> Does she reveal if she's married? Do you think? No, she doesn't reveal if she is married. No. Based- In a topless post. <laughs> she she does not. 
So wait, so they just made up that whole? <laughs> that's literally bait. Basically, yes. So what happened was she was doing a Q&A with fans on Instagram and a fan asked, are you bored of people asking when you're getting married or having kids? And she said, I think it's really inappropriate to ask unless you're close to the person. And then and Daily then Mail they... has said, does Martha reveal if she's secretly married to Michael? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've reached the no, pinnacle she of doesn't. clickfish. <laughs> She doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> That's so bizarre. I mean, uh, that's... how many seasons ago was she on the <laughs> show as well? I'm pretty sure she was on in 2018. Yeah, years ago. Okay, and so what? And, and what is, is is Martha mainly? Um, you know, an online spokesperson and influencer sort of thing at she's, the moment. She's turned. She was a makeup artist. She's turned influencer, and she has done some. Uh, like a separate show for the later season of Married at First Sight where she oh, discusses okay. the behind the scenes. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, great. Well, look, um, <laughs> I bid them, I bid them, I look forward to the announcement when she does reveal Wait, but, that she's married, if that is the case. But did she say it's inappropriate, people should ask if you're close? Did you say something about a topless photo? Oh, uh, yeah, so she she was topless. Um, <laughs> she had... She had there was a topless photo of her and she answered in text over, over the, the topless, topless photo, photo saying, I think that's really inappropriate to yes. ask. Well, put a fork in me, Jerry. I am done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bron. You've done it again. And well, we'll catch Martha, you next time. Martha's got half a million followers, Alex Dyson, and doesn't look like to be dropping anytime soon. So we could probably learn a thing or two. I would say so. We're we going to get some lessons. Right I mean, now. I don't reveal if I'm married all the time <laughs> in my Instagram. Where's my Daily Mail story? Unbelievable. <laughs> Cheers, Bron. Thank you. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Thank you so much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. An absolute pleasure hanging out. Thank you to Yumi Steins for jumping on. Um, yeah, congrats on her new book coming out. Super important stuff. So, yeah, check out Welcome to Consent when it does drop on May 19. And uh, keep having those chats. Keep checking in. Keep being nice to people. Yeah, also, please keep getting in touch with us. Uh, if anything that we talk about um, piques your interest, at matt.n.alex, if you've got a dispute that you want resolved in the low court of Australia, please, please, please swing us a message. Get your partner or your friend involved. Mm, we'll sort it we'll out for see, you. We will see you before the judges. <laughs> That's it. Um, we'll join you tomorrow, inching closer to that uh, the fruit of our labour when it comes to meetings, Matt O'Kine, and you'll be at the next one, I, I hope. I promise I'll be there because we have something big to announce very, very soon and something very exciting, so... Keep listening. That's it. It's all day breakfast. Done and dusted. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Oh, and just something finally to put your mind at ease. Um, no, I'm not engaged. But I am topless. <laughs> <laughs> Listener.